We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. As far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So which one would you rather have? The deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Nah. You want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run. I want it to hit me right in the bread basket, just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. And the rest is history. And again, this is not a shot at anybody. Right. This is just stuff that had to be said. It right? needed to be said. It needed so to let's be said. What exactly needed to be said is, I guess, the question that I will respond with. That was Tyree Kill you're hearing on a podcast this week saying that Tua Tungaviola is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. And I bring I I I pre I, I brought this sound to precede my current and upcoming guest here, Matt Verderama fan sided on the Wester Hotline, because first of all, the sensationalization, which I just made up this word, but the sensationalizing we've been hearing from guys like Devontae Adams talking about Derek Carr having a very similar skill set to Aaron Rodgers, hearing the really weird overcompensating happening in Miami from players, Tyree Kill and coaches and, Tyree, and, and Tua himself. It's just been a really weird couple of days on people saying things that are very obviously not true. Matt, I've got another clip I'm going to play you here in a second. But before I play that one, which gets to even be a little bit more cringeworthy, on a scale of one to super cringe, how cringe was listening to that sound of Tyreek Hill trying to, it sounds like, convince himself that Tua is more accurate than, and I don't even really know what that means, to be quite honest. I, I am a little thrown off at how cringeworthy that sound clip was. It's pretty cringeworthy. Um, like, look, Mahomes is completion percentage is a couple ticks away from Tua's. But if Patrick Mahomes was asked to play like Tua Tagovailoa, he would complete 84% of his passes. <laughs> I, I, the idea is that, like, like I, it, it's the same argument people always make for Carson Wentz. They're like, well, you know, he only threw seven picks last year. It's like, yeah, you watch the Colts? Because you get to throw it to one tight window a game. Right. But that's, that's the way they play. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those guys, they're always going to throw a couple more picks than a lot of these other guys because they're not game managers. They're going to whale the ball into a tight spot a dozen times a game, and that's why their teams are going to win a lot of games. But the idea with, with Tua and Hill and Mahomes, like, the only thing, the thing that I don't get from it, the Chiefs did right by Tyreek Hill. That's right. They, the, the Chiefs could have said, you're playing out the final year of your contract, where, by the way, he was going to make $21 million. And then they could have franchise-tagged him and then let him walk at 30 when his value wasn't as high. They traded him to South Beach. <laughs> I don't, and he got a record-setting contract. Like the Chiefs did right by the guy. It's a weird – I don't understand. Like if Tyron Matthew was angry at the Chiefs, I get it. Tyree Hill being weirdly angry at the Chiefs, that I don't understand. I'm going to play this next one for you, uh, and for the folks that haven't heard this yet, th- this just got posted. Dob Kleiman um, on Twitter posted. This is the second clip from that podcast. But look, this is what I want inside the building. I want the head coach to know that 
on Sundays that that defenses fear Tyreek Hill. That that that's what I want head the head coach to know. And the head coach do know that though. He know that. He know that that without the cheat on the field, he know that hey, Pat, you're gonna have a long day today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pat, he heck of a quarterback, hell of a quarter, hell of a player. I love him to death, but come on, man. Sometimes I just want people to just be like, hey, Tyreek, like him. So that clip is essentially Tyreek Hill, Matt, saying, well, without me, Patrick Holmes going to have a tough time succeeding. And I, you and I have had this conversation about the evolution of, listen, I think the Bills and Chiefs, in their own way, in different ways, are going through an evolution phase of their offense. The Bills, they draft James Cook. They move on from Cole Beasley. They've got receivers behind Davis and Diggs that are going to be new faces in this program, just like without Tyreek Hill, MBS. You talk about Juju Smith-Schuster, some different pieces in the backfield. These are two offenses that are evolving, and I I think it's a little laughable. Listen, Tyreek Hill is one of the most unique talents to ever play the game. His speed is second to none. But to think that Patrick Mahomes is going to somehow become more of a mediocre quarterback because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, certainly, Matt, I'm not going to argue that defenses aren't going to defend the Chiefs differently. But I think that's a welcomed change for the Chiefs. I think they want to be defended differently, right? I can tell you this much. Privately, while they do believe he's a big loss, privately they also feel like they couldn't utilize his speed in the same way last year because the way teams played them. So – Look, I think when you look at them, nobody in their right mind would argue that Juju Smith-Schuster or Marcus Valdez-Scantling or Sky Moore is going to be Tyreek Hill. That's not going to happen. But could I make an argument that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go there and have 1,100 yards this year? Yeah, I could. Because he's going to be wide open all the time. Because Mahomes has a really good offensive line. He's got Kelsey. They've got all these other guys like Hardman, who I didn't mention as well. They'll spread the ball around. It's the same It's the same reason that if you said to me, Jamison Crowder is going to have 900 yards this year, I'd be like, yeah, I can believe that. Because no one's going into the game trying to stop Jamison Crowder. Just, just like no one's going to go into a game going, we've got to shut down McCall Hardman. And the, so, therefore, you're going to get a bunch of one-on-one matches. Look, yep. they're going to have to change. Without Hill, it is going to be different. But the bottom line with the Chiefs, they're going to win and lose based off how their defense plays. That's how they're – I mean, they're going to score points. The Chiefs are going to score 30 points a game. It's going to come down to Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis and some of the other second- and third-year guys like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay who are, who are getting elevated roles. If those kids play well, the Chiefs will be really good. Similar to – for me, like, I know right now in Buffalo, look, you look, you've got Stephon Diggs. He's great. Gabriel Davis is a nice up-and-coming player. You know, hasn't maybe been a guy who has 1,000 yards, but certainly has potential, had a great playoff run. Um, but for me, with Buffalo, it comes down to, like, if the pass rush is good, which obviously they invested heavily in, if it's good, they will be, to me, the best team in football. Um, I, yeah, and, and for Tyreek, look, I get it. You want to be respected. You were respected. You had 111 catches last year. Like, it wasn't like the Chiefs were just avoiding throwing you the football. And, by the way, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Um, I've tweeted it out. I'll try to retweet it for anyone else who wants to find the numbers. In, in Mahomes' career without Tyreek Hill – he averages like 360 yeah. yards a game. Right. He's, and, he's, and I think he's lost once. He's, it's been okay. I think he'll be okay. It's just, I don't know, this the conversations this offseason, the projecting, the... 
I don't know. It feels like a level of insecurity, and and it feels like or like people that are trying to sell you on why they why they wanted the move. Right, hearing Devontae Adams talk about Derek Carr, and I get it. He's partial to Derek Carr. He played in college with him. He wanted to play yep. with him in the NFL, and I get that move. He gets to play in Vegas now, and that offense is going to be really darn good. It's got McDaniel's. We'll yep. see how they play all together and what it looks like. But and you know, uh, Darren Waller's not going to see bracketed coverage anymore. What's that mean for him? What's that mean for you know? Hunter Renfro, uh, who who is already really good last year, but to think that like I, anybody's going to be convinced that because and here's the thing that bothers me about wanting to talk about Tua Tungavaila, right? And and I go, everybody knows me on Twitter. I probably go the extra mile to besmirch him, but I what I'll say about this is you don't have to be at mini camp practices to form some kind of opinion. He's put enough on film for me to know when when he talks about accuracy, you're not saying the same thing accuracy when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. If you are, you're insane. Look, I I've covered this league long enough to know a few things, and one of them is if you're basing anything, your projections, your your thoughts, whatever it is, on OTAs and minicamp, you have a big problem. Because nobody, you think, right now, like the best teams in the league, okay, the Rams, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bucks. you think anybody sitting there just grinding over how good those teams are going to be based off of how they look in an OTA? Like, is, is anyone watching Josh Allen in an OTA right now in Buffalo and going, God, did he miss that post? Well, that's it then. That's the end of the season. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Because the Bills are going to win 13 games this year, and Kansas City's going to win 12, 13 games this year, and, and the Rams are going to win 11 or 12 games this year. Like, it's, that is one thing I will say with Miami. It has been odd. It almost feels forced, like, to a point yes. of obnoxiousness. Like, well, look, did you see the deep ball he threw in a 7-on-7? Seven seven? I hope he hit it. It's a 7-on-7 seven seven throw. Like, I, to me, nothing with two changes until it changes on the field. And this year, look, they went out and got Tyreek Hill. They brought back Mike Kosicki. They have Jalen Waddle. They have an offensive-minded head coach. They have Raheem Mostert. They went out and got Teron Armstead. Like, this is the year for him. They have two first-round picks next year. If he's not good this year, he is gone. Gone. So, gone. Oh, gone. Gone. Like, out the door, like, the day after the season, gone. Like, they will move on. So, this is it. And, look, I get it. But, you know, I'll compare it to another situation I think similar. The Eagles are in a very similar situation with Jalen Hurts. You don't hear all this stuff out of Philadelphia. Nope. Right? It's all, it's like they're just confident in it. It's like you don't hear – I've talked to people around the Eagles about this all season. I actually have a piece coming out on them on Tuesday about their off season, And you don't hear the Eagles like, hey, did you see that throw from Jalen? you see that slant route he threw? It was a banger. Hit him right in the hands. Like, they're just confident that they went out and they surrounded them with the right pieces. They're going to be good. It's, it's just a bizarre – almost forced idea that two all of a sudden is going to be this great quarter. Let's just let's see him do it. I, he's been in the league two years. Let's see him do it. And Matt, for me, like I almost short of an AFC divisional or AFC championship appearance for, for the dolphins. I, what is he? I think his fate is almost sort of sealed here, Matt. I'm not sure there's anything short of a deep playoff run this year that keeps Tua there because of the amount of money they've invested into Tyreek Hill, where he is in his career. He'll be 30 next playing season. 
That matters in this conversation, right? And you get one more year or one one less year of a rookie deal with Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips, and you start to say, like, well, man, where is the route where Tua's back next year? Because for me, unless it's 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, and Matt, I'm going to tell you now, I'll bet my life savings that's not happening. And B, short of him getting deep into the playoffs, which I just don't see in this AFC, I just don't see a route where he's back next year and they can't upgrade based on the other quarterbacks that will be available. Jimmy Garoppolo's going to know that system. They're going to have a tough time saying no to Jimmy G. Like, I don't know, Matt. I just, it's hard for me to find a formula or a way to get to he'll be there next year short of an AFC Championship game appearance. I don't know that I take it that far. I think if they made the playoffs, he'd be back. But here's the thing, regardless of where you draw the line with that, they're in the worst spot possible for one reason. They're in a spot where he's not just outright terrible, right? Like, he's not somebody you watch and just go, oh, he just can't play at all. I mean, you know, it's not like you look at him and think, oh, he's Deshaun Kaiser, okay? Where you watch him for five games, you're like, that's just not going to happen. Or Josh Rose. But he's also clearly not going to be good enough to drive a championship team in the AFC where everybody and their mother has a quarterback who can throw for 5,000 yards. But you still have, even though you've removed the coach, you still have the GM who took Tua. So there's always this That's idea right. that, like, well, he's my guy, and I'm going to make it work. And you look in the AFC. Like, you mentioned that them having to make a deep playoff run, and I hear that. But the bottom line is, like, there are only seven playoff spots. There are 16 teams in that conference. If you sat there and said, who are the Dolphins right now? Who are they definitively better than? The Jets, in my opinion, they're better than the Jets. Yep. They're better than Jacksonville. They're better than Houston. I think they're better than Pittsburgh. And that's where my list ends. That's a problem. That's four teams. Like, I, I mean, you want to make the arguments are better than the, than the Pats? I think they're more talented than the Pats, but are they going to win more games than them? I mean, I listen. I, I don't know that I would make that bet. I think they're both about eight to nine win teams. I, I think they're, you know, are they, are they better than Cleveland? Depends on Deshaun Watson's situation. But I, I mean, but on the flip side of that, I could make an easy argument. They're worse than every single team in the AFC West. They're worse than Buffalo. They're worse than Baltimore and Cincinnati. They're worse than, in my opinion, Indianapolis and probably Tennessee. Like it's going to, even if he plays well, they're probably the ninth best team in the conference. It's just the reason the wrong conference and in the wrong time, the wrong era, where that, the quarterbacks are just they're loaded. He's not going to beat out those guys in the playoffs. No shot. I just I, I don't see it, and and it's only and especially because of having that. Steve Young said this last year about the Bills having scar tissue in the playoffs, and that scar tissue, that, those losses are important because it's they help you learn how to win it the next year. And I think the Bills are in that position. Um, you know, I think maybe the Chargers are getting close to being in that position, but we'll see. Uh, Matt, I wanted to quickly because uh, I've got to run here. I wanted you to quickly promote your podcast. You you had Noah Fant on the the new Seahawks wide receiver uh, was traded in that Russell Wilson trade from Denver. Um, promote that a little bit. Tell the folks what you got going on. Um, so I can promote a little bit of your work here to my listeners. Sure, thanks. Uh, yeah, Stacking the Box podcast. We go on live at noon every Tuesday on YouTube. If you want to check it out, you can subscribe to it on YouTube. You can ask questions in real time. Myself and my uh, co-host, Mark Carmen, we, we go on every week. Uh, we did have Noah Fant on. It was an interview we did on uh, – actually, I did on Friday. Uh, really interesting guy. Really uh, really uh, thoughtful on, on his move over to Seattle. Talked about – the division and talked about you know the fact that hey look yeah week one when I played Denver 
yeah, of course it's a revenge game. I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. I thought he was really interesting uh, really, and really honest. And it was certainly one of the more uh, enjoyable interviews I've done. Really a, a very, very interesting guy to listen to. Well, Matt, I appreciate you as always. You're so generous with your time. I, I love the insight. Love chatting with you. Um, and look forward to doing it again soon, man. Enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, get ready for training camp. It's very close. Always, always getting close. Take it easy. Thanks, brother. Matt Verderam there of Fanside. Going to take a timeout. On the other side, uh, we'll replay some extra point stuff for you. That's coming up next here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.